Heavenly Father, we ask that by your Holy Spirit you would just assure us not only of your presence, but also of your love for us. Thank you, Lord, by the presence of your Spirit you opened our minds to your truth. Lord, we just pray that by our time together this morning we may grow in our knowledge and our love of you and our obedience to you and to your word. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> as Chris already mentioned at the beginning, that we are observing today as Bible Sunday, a day in the life of the church when we are particularly asked just to concentrate and focus our, our thinking on the scriptures that have been given to us. For many hundreds of years in the church's existence, the people did not have scriptures, of course, in their hands. There was no printing. And so the understanding of scripture was restricted to a few people. But it was at the time of the Reformation that the scriptures were given back to the people. And it was declared in England at the time of the Reformation that a Bible was to be placed in every parish church so that the people could come and read the scriptures. Of course, even in those days, not all people were literate, but those who could were encouraged to come along and read the Bible in their home language also. In fact, even before scriptures were freely available in the many churches of that day, the stained glass windows were a vehicle of teaching because people could see, you know, pictures of, of, of Jesus or the messages, the Good Shepherd and so on, and the text there would there would it'd be a way in which people could grasp something of the truth of the scriptures that were being taught to them. Voltaire, an 18th century French philosopher, and a severe critic of Christianity said these words, say in the late 18th century. He said, within 100 years, the Bible will be obsolete and will have gone out of circulation altogether. And how wrong he was. And 250 years later, after that day, the scriptures are available, they are being distributed, and more and more people are able to read them in their home language. <coughs> This interesting thing is that subsequently to um, his death, his house that he lived in, oh, thank you. The house that he lived in was bought by a group of people who were attending to uh, print Bibles. And so his house that he lived in became the center for Bible printing in, in Paris. Probably he's turning in his grave still to this day. But it's still also true that the Bible continues to be under attack, especially in first world countries where there was at one time a strong Christian presence. The Bible is being described as irrelevant, out of date, out of touch with humanity. And so to this day, you may well still hear people who will say to you, the Bible is, is of no use to me at all, it's of no news to anybody. It contradicts so much of what society wants. If you hear that, just remember that what they are saying is not a new issue at all. 
the Bible will continue to be attacked, but it has survived and grown. Psalm 119, the verses that are down in your pew bulletin for, for reading today, speaks of God's word as being eternal. The psalm begins with the words, Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. And the message translation um, highlights this even more so for us and goes on to say, What you say, God, goes and stays as permanent as the heavens. Your truth never goes out of fashion, is as up-to-date as the earth when the sun comes up. Your word and truth are dependable as ever. That's what you ordered. Scripture is as true today as it ever was in the past, and God still speaks to us through his word. And so on this Bible Sunday, we need to be reminded, perhaps, that God does speak to us and the scriptures are there for us to hear what God is saying, not only to the past, but also to you and me today. And in the other New Testament passage there, which is down for reading today from Timothy, and I'd encourage you to go and look at it again, Paul describes scripture as God-breathed. God-breathed. God inspired the scriptures. He, God inspired the writers in order that what is written was B for the edification of his people. Biblical authors were inspired by the Spirit, and through scriptures, God speaks to his people, to you and to me. And when we read scripture today, we come to know God's will for his church, for society, for the nation, for yourself, for myself. We will come to know not only who God is better, but we will come to know his will for us more and more. And in that reading from 2 Timothy, and I'm going to quote it now in the New Message Version. It goes like this. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, and training us to live in God's way. Through the word we are put together and shaped for the tasks God has for us. I think it's a wonderful explanation in a sense of the significance of Scripture. I'm going to read it again. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, and training us to live in God's way. Through the word we are put together and shaped for the task God has for us. Paul affirms God's active involvement in the writing of Scripture so that what is written is the infallible and authoritative word of God. You see, the, you might say the prime purpose in writing of Scripture is to point us to Jesus. If Scripture is not pointing us to Jesus, it is failing. And so Jesus himself said in John's Gospel, the Scriptures testify about me. The scriptures testify about me. And Martin Luther, the great reformer, said, The Bible is the cradle in which Jesus lies. The Bible is the cradle in which Jesus lies. Every word rings of Christ. But it's not just that dimension of pointing to Jesus. There is also a now dimension for us in our lives today. Scripture, as Paul said, reveals truth, 
exposes rebellion, corrects our mistakes, and trains us in God's way. So Christ, uh, Scripture challenges us to see Jesus, but it challenges us also to see our disobedience and correct our mistakes so that our lives become a witness to the fact that we are disciples of Jesus. So the Bible is all about Jesus and his, our authority as our authority in matters of faith and life. The problem is that today we face a major problem as Christians, not only in this society, but in many, most societies of the world today, because nations and societies have turned away from the truth of God's word and have embarked on policies that contradict scripture. So for instance, abortion. Scripture talks about the sanctity of human life. And yet we don't think twice any longer for the termination of pregnancies. And do you know that it's estimated that in South Africa, every year, 200,000 legal or illegal abortions take place. 200,000. It's considered to be politically incorrect to say that's murder. That's killing. But that's really what it is. We may not like those words, but that's what it is. 200,000 fetuses are put to death. As I said, Scripture talks about the sanctity of human life. Dare I say also, for instance, as another area where the church has been challenged hugely by society today, is that homosexuality is not in accordance with Scripture. I don't say that we've got to hate the homosexual or anything like that, but the practice of homosexuality is not in accordance with Scripture. And dare I say also that same-sex marriage is not in accordance with Scripture. And yet, this is what is infiltrating the church and its thinking also. Dare I say also that South Africa's policy on Israel is not in accordance with Scripture. Chris mentioned that a moment ago. And yet some churches throughout the world are adopting an anti-Israel, anti-Semitic policy. You see, the overall issue here, not just these four issues that I've mentioned, the overall issue here is that the church has conformed itself to the values and the teachings of the world. And by so doing, they've turned a blind eye to Scripture. The church's agenda is being hijacked by the world. That's the problem. How can God bless us if we allow the world to set the agenda of the church, ignoring his revealed word and his will in Scripture. So the, the call really comes to us today to renew our understanding of the place that Scripture should have in our lives. And I'm sure for different times and different ways, every one of us here at, at times has neglected our reading of Scripture. We put other things have begin to have priority in our lives. We have ceased to study, we have ceased to read, we have ceased to reflect on the scriptures. And maybe this is a time now, Bible Sunday is a time just to reflect and repent of this. 
and make a place for the reading and the study of the Bible in our quiet life, in our quiet times. And if that is your situation, or when it's my situation also, when that is our situation, we might ask, where and how do I start? I mean, it's, a, it's quite a big book. Where do I start? Do I start at Genesis and start reading through to Revelation? And I think you'll probably give up that by the time you get to the end of Genesis anyway. I don't think that's a helpful way to go at all. However, a very, very helpful biblical resource is produced by Holy Trinity Church in London, Brompton, London. And they produce a daily reading of Bible, Bible readings called the Bible in One Year. You all know Holy Trinity Church. I'm sure it's the, associated with Alpha. Nicky Gumbel's involved, not only as rector of that parish, but also in the writing of this, of this daily reading which comes to us. If you subscribe to receive that Bible in one year, and it's no cost, every day you will receive three Bible readings, a Psalm, Old Testament, and a New Testament. And each reading, which is printed out for you, you don't even have to open your Bible, it's printed out for you, you'll get a commentary on it as he explains and teaches about that particular passage. And all you need to do, in fact, is to log in and type in Bible in one year on your laptop or your pad or whatever you have and subscribe and you will receive every day at 4 a.m. when it comes, arrives here, 4 a.m. your daily readings will come through. I really do commend this resource to you because the, as it comes, you come face to face with it every day so you will also be challenged in fact to take it up. But you also need, if you do this, you'll need to be exercise a discipline. We need to exercise discipline, in fact, to read and not just to press the delete button. So there's not enough time now to talk about discipline, but a Christian disciple is a disciplined person, same root. And so we need to use this resource as a wonderful way of committing ourselves to grow in our knowledge and understanding and God's perfect will for us. So I leave that with you. I will arrange, in fact, for the office just to put a reminder in the pew bulletin for next week of how to get it. You might forget, in fact, the, the words Bible in one year. So if you do, see what the pew bulletin says next week. So that you can, in fact, do this. And I challenge you to do it. And if you not, don't find it helpful for some reason, there are many other resources. But this one comes through to you every day. And so you have before you your eyes as you open your computer, you will see it there for you. And so Bible Sunday is a timely reminder to us of the place of Scripture and the place that Scripture should have in our lives. Don't be amongst others who neglect Scripture, because by doing that, you're neglecting understanding and growing in your understanding and your knowledge of Jesus and his perfect will for you in your life. Let me end as we, I'd like to encourage us all, in fact, just take up your, your pew bulletin and just let's say together the collect for Bible Sunday, which is printed there. Shall we pray together? Blessed Lord, you caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Teach us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them that strengthened by your holy word, we may embrace the hope of everlasting life,
through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let's continue in prayer.